1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance of the USA Wealth Group. It's time to get your finances in order. MoneyWise starts now. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome once again to MoneyWise. This happens to be our last show of MoneyWise for the year 2020. And what a year it's been. I think everybody listening today is going to be very glad that 2020 is over. Good riddance to 2020. So this morning we have uh, the major team with us. We have attorney Michael Coleman. We have Peter Lance. We have attorney Tenny Lance. We have yours truly, Ray Lance. So thank you for being here. We thought it would be interesting to be here today because we get a lot of year-end kind of things to talk about. And as we're going to the radio waves with our show today, uh, today is Sunday, December 27th. There's still about four more days of the year when if you needed to do some last-minute planning, some last-minute important things, you have a few more days, but you don't have a lot more days to do it. So please pay attention to some of the things we're going to be talking about today, and maybe there's an opportunity for you to take advantage of something that would be helpful and useful to you. If not, well, as they say, there's always next year. Right, Tenny? So if you haven't done your estate plan yet, you're probably not going to get it done in the year 2020. But you shouldn't put it off no matter what. We see stories of gross procrastination all the time, don't we, Tenny? Well, I don't know if we'd call it gross, but a lengthy procrastination, yes. Well, unfortunate procrastination. How does that sound? That's better. Okay. People tend to put off doing planning. They tend to put off doing execution of plans. They tend to put off goals, and they tend to put off thinking about taxes. And, gosh, there are so many things you can do to improve your position. We're going to address a few of those today. We're going to talk a little bit about the new proposed $900 billion COVID aid, COVID-19 aid bill. Uh, It includes assistance both for households and businesses, as well as funding for vaccine distribution for the COVID vaccine. And we're going to talk about a, a few highlights of this as we get started. Right now, as we're talking, there's still uncertainty, this uncertainty about execution. Um... We're actually doing the show a few days ahead of Sunday the 27th, and we just don't know the outcome. So let's talk first of all about the uh, direct payment. Um, This new legislation would authorize a second round of economic impact payments. It's going to cost $166 billion. So a normal household would receive $600 for each adult and $600 for each dependent. Uh, instead of the earlier amounts that were given. But there are some limitations on this. And right now, as we've been sitting down to research and talk about this show, we're not sure what the final amount is going to be. President Trump is calling for a larger amount, and yet the bill has already passed the House and the Senate and was on its way for signature. So we'll know more, obviously, in the next couple of days. But there is the distinct possibility that nothing now will get done until next week or even next year. Um, I guess something has to happen because this bill, this relief bill, is specifically tied to necessary funding to continue to run the federal government. And that funding will expire on December 31st. So they've got to do something one way or another, or the government theoretically would shut down as well. So, gosh, what an, what an unusual time this has been. So why don't we talk a little bit about some of the very specifics of this bill. Um, it's a crazy time, isn't it, Pete? It is. I was wondering when Mike or I were going to get a chance to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had to get all my breath out of my lungs first. And, well, and we have three of the four of us wearing masks, so if any of us sound a little bit off, we're just trying to be a little bit extra precautious uh, as we head into the new year. One thing to note about the money that is proposed to go per individual and per, per dependent is that it comes with income limitations. 
So if you're a single person and you're making more than $50,000, it's not likely you're going to receive any funds. Or if you're a family making more than $150,000. So... I thought it was seventy-five thousand dollars and one hundred and fifty thousand dollars for a couple. That's what I thought. What did I say? You said fifty thousand. Oh no, I'm sorry. It's a hundred and I mean it's uh, seventy-five thousand and one hundred and fifty thousand. Well, gosh, you know I don't know why our government continues to do so many things at the last minute and under crisis and under duress, and it leaves everybody in a very difficult position for planning, doesn't it, Pete? It does. And hello to Michael Coleman, Attorney Michael Coleman. We still haven't said hello to you yet. Morning. <laughs> How are you? Well, it's estimated right now um, it's a critical time because as these negotiations are coming down to the wire and possible changes even after they're passed, 12 million people are set to lose unemployment benefits the day after Christmas. How terrible is that? And that's, that's the position that our government gets us into sometimes. So let's focus a little bit on this $300 boost or um, there's a, a $300 boost to federal unemployment insurance. Uh, there's a plan to extend the eviction moratorium. I just talked to somebody this morning in my office who said he and his mother live in a house where it's just been sold this is one of our employees, and they've been told that the new purchaser of this house wants them out, not because of non-payment of rent. They want to occupy the, the apartment themselves, mm-hmm. and they're now going to be looking for a new place. So I said, well, once this bill is clarified, at least there should be an extension until the end of January for evictions. Mm-hmm. That gives you a little bit more time, but I also told them that We'll all put on our thinking caps and see if we can find another housing solution for them. Mm-hmm. And the extension of the eviction moratorium, as stated in the bill, only goes to January 31st. Right. So it's not a real long extension. But a lot of stupid things are happening, even as we're rolling out the virus to to fight the, um, I mean, excuse me, the vaccine to fight the virus. Uh, even with that, there are a lot of really awful things happening in households, in the economy, with small businesses. I've heard reports that as many as uh, 25% of all small businesses won't open again, as many as 30% of all restaurants will never open again. Uh, These are permanent changes in our economy. Uh, I'm not sure why, but now they're saying that Americans are going to start hoarding toilet paper again. So I'm hoping that by my saying this on the radio, it doesn't cause people to start doing this, but probably it will. Well, my basement is full of rolls. I'm kidding. <laughs> I hope well, not. I mean, you know, it's it's one of life's necessities, isn't it? Well, there have been times where, you know, you hear about a toilet paper shortage or a paper towel shortage or something else. We, we were uh, supposed to have a massive meat shortage and, you know, there were times when you'd go to the store and you wouldn't be able to find those things. But a couple of days later, you'd find them. I mean, maybe they were in limited quantity, but you'd find them. So hopefully people don't panic this time around and go and hoard, you know, packages of stuff because that's unfair to everybody else. And I really don't believe that we're going to have a shortage other than people hoarding things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, one of my favorite people to quote, and I've used uh, some of his quotations before, is Will Rogers. He was a great philosopher, comic, I'm not sure exactly how you'd characterize him, around the time of the 30s and so, and he once said, all I can say for the United States Senate is that it opens with a prayer and closes with an investigation. (laughs) That's true, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Unless, of course, you've already been investigated and convicted, but now maybe you get a pardon. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's it's an interesting world we live in. Will Rogers also said, I don't make jokes. I just watch the government and report the facts. That's right. He was such a realist. That's what we're doing today. We're reporting some facts. So let's come back to this $300 payment, first of all, because I know a lot of people are interested in that. Excuse me, the the $600 $600 payment. payment. The $600 payment that maybe by the time 
we actually are on the air. Uh, it might be $2,000. Who knows? You might have been confused because the um, unemployment benefit in this stimulus package is $300 additional a week on top of your regular unemployment for anyone who's unemployed. Correct. It was $600 uh, in the old stimulus package back in April. Uh, this one is $300. Well, that you know- one actually seems to make some sense because uh, I know a lot of people were on unemployment and making more on unemployment yeah, than so, they did in their jobs. And we saw, you know, firsthand, um, you know, not just in, not in our office, but just we saw firsthand with clients who were business owners of people who were taking advantage of uh, being unemployed and had no, you know, interest, no desire, and, and why would they, to go back to work if mm-hmm. they were earning more than before. Yep. But at some point in time, unemployment compensation will run out. So um, we'll come back to the stimulus payment in just a minute. Let's focus on the unemployment. So it says, even with some changes, unemployment benefits could still be delayed, uh, even with this new relief package. So what do people do in the meantime? What if they have nothing but unemployment coming in? I talked to a friend of mine this morning who's in exactly that same position. And here's a little tip, by the way. he never filed for unemployment during this past year. And he never, he, he's self-employed, but he could have applied for it. And he never applied for PPP money. And he said that just seemed too complicated. But what I also found out is that he didn't file his income tax return for 2019. So this is a really important tip for anybody listening. If you might be eligible for this additional $600 or per couple, plus an additional $600 for each child, dependent child who lives with you. Um, There's no limitation on the number of children. So if you want to get those benefits, uh, hopefully you have filed your 2019 income tax return because that's what they're going to base it on. They're going to see what you made and whatever income you, you had for last year is going to be determining whether you're eligible or not. There's still time to file an income tax return. I predict that there's going to be a lot of tax preparation folks and accountants who are going to be really busy next week if they want to work Mm -hmm. because a lot of people all of a sudden are going to realize they're not going to get benefits unless they can show that they had income and what the amount of their income was. Hmm. So, Do you um, know what kind of income counts? Is it earned income or is it uh, Social Security and unearned as well? I don't know the answer to that, unfortunately, Tenny. Um, It's income, I believe, that's reported on your income tax return. And you don't necessarily have to report all of your Social Security income. So I believe it's going to be earned income. Um, We'll have more information on that once we get clarification on the bill. I mean, I'm looking at four separate articles that have been in the news already, and yet the bill hadn't even been signed into law. Um, by the president as we're starting the show today. So uh, the amount is uh, $600 per child, $600 per adult for Americans who earn up to $75,000 in 2019. This is not based on 2020 income. It's based on 2019 income. So hopefully you filed your income tax return. Um, And in March of this year, when we first had the uh, Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act, the so-called CARES Act, that was $1,200. So now it's $600, unless maybe it goes up to $2,000, which is going to cause delay if that happens, I would assume. Um, I think Congress is going to be working through Christmas, very, very likely. Well, that's be, that would be amazing if they're yeah. working. <laughs> Um, there's also, you know, some other things that it's important to point out because, again, I think that a lot of people are taking advantage of what's happening. Uh, and there's a lot of people who are not paying their rent on purpose, even if they could afford it because they know that they're not able to be evicted. But that changed, and now uh, you are eligible to be evicted again. But with this new stimulus package, they're extending that um, eviction moratorium by one month. So that's only through the end of January 31st. So, you know, these people may think, well, now I'm going to be able to live 
rent-free for another year and they can't do anything about it, well, that's not the case. You have until the end of January, so hopefully these people will uh, start paying uh, their rent or yep. find someplace else to go. No, we, we've got a lot funds. of problems. We've got a lot of problems to face. I want to just circle back for one quick minute on the so-called stimulus checks. Um, if you have a bank account and if you filed your tax return, when the government does send out these payments, we know that something's going out. Um, it can happen as early as next week, right immediately after Christmas. Well, that's what they said before and the be proposed veto. Yeah, and then be directly deposited into your account. This is directly from the Treasury Secretary, Stephen Mnuchin. But one of the reasons for this stimulus check, because we were talking about it before we began the broadcast today, is uh, just to quote from Mnuchin, the Secretary of the Treasury, this is a very, very fast way of getting money into the economy. People go out and spend this money, and that helps small businesses. And then, Mike, you said, yes, but what if the small businesses aren't open? Right. Yeah. So it's a tough, tough time, folks. It really is. And the small businesses may not be open because they're you know, shuttered permanently or because uh, Baker's orders aren't allowing them to be open. Yeah. And by the way, if you don't have a bank account and it's not in the government records then they would mail a check to you, which takes longer to get to you, obviously. Yeah, and the only reason I said that about the whole uh, moratorium on evictions is it's only a month. You know, I would think that it would have been longer, um, but a lot of people are going to be evicted very soon if they don't catch up with their uh, rent. And, and the stimulus money is for people to get caught up with their rent and their bills or pay for food uh, and Again, the only reason I said it is because back when everybody received their stimulus money six months ago, I can't tell you how many things I saw on on Facebook, um, you know, especially certain groups uh, on Facebook that were saying, what are you doing with your stimulus money? I'm buying, you know, this for my car or I'm buying this new flat screen TV or whatever. <laughs> well, although you might not agree with what people are spending their money for, um, if that's putting money into the economy, then I guess it helps the economy. Well, so yeah. it's hard. Overall, job. it's re- yeah, it's really hard. But when you get a small amount of money like this out to people, the tendency is not to put it into an investment, not to put it into savings, but to go out and buy something with it. Yeah, something that you wanted to have. It's just the American mentality. Here's a new change, though. Immigrant families are immigrant families eligible for checks. Well, um, there's a key change in this bill right now. Um, mixed status households where a family member doesn't have a social security check uh, or social, social security, security number. number, they're still going to be eligible for stimulus payments as long as somebody in the household has it. And that wasn't um, the last time around. No, if you don't have social security number, typically unauthorized immigrants, they're still not eligible. But if you have a U.S. citizen who's married to a foreign national who has no social security number, they're going to be eligible to get the aid also. Hmm. And then we did talk briefly, you were mentioned briefly about unemployment benefits being extended. But um, only through mid-March. Mid-March, right. But still, it was scheduled to end uh, at the end of December. So a lot of people were thinking, you know, holy crap, what am I going to do? My unemployment runs out in two weeks. Well, they still should be thinking that because it's only extended until the end of March. Mid-March. Mid-March, yep. But still, that extension is going to be helpful. Um, It's been described as a big, scary mess because all these 12 million Americans are scheduled to lose jobless aid if Congress and the president don't get their act together and get this actually through and funded. I mean, how, how is this going to look to the average member of the public if they can't get this figured out and can't get the money issued uh, and all the benefits start to run out the end of you know, December or right after Christmas, the day after Christmas? I really worry about people's mental health at this point in time. This is a tough time of year anyway. Sure. Um, people can't see their loved ones for holidays, for Christmas usually can't go to church and beyond that they may be evicted and they don't have any money for food i mean this is desperate time Mm -hmm. yeah it is and um you know we're fortunate that we live in a house with a a garage and we're not going to have our children and our grandchildren in our house um 
this Christmas year. Yeah, Christmas will have gone by as we are going to broadcast. You know, we've celebrated our Christmas in the garage with the doors open to keep fresh air. Yep, and uh, I think a lot of people are doing that. My, uh, you know, or have done that. My brother-in-law uh, came down, did not want to see um, his uh, parents inside their house, so they just met outside in the driveway for a little bit, and I think that's what a lot of people did and are doing. I know some people are putting that off um, entirely for Christmas Day and are meeting this weekend, um, but again, I don't know many people who are meeting indoors. But think about all the things that are coming together at the same time. You know, potential loss in jobless benefits, unemployment benefits, at the same time that eviction moratoriums expire. I mean, you're talking 30, 40 million Americans that are going to be in real serious trouble. And one item that's not in this stimulus bill is uh, continued forbearance for student loans. So that... That's important to me, for example. I'm still paying my student loans, and there's no forbearance. Well, one of the other things uh, in that connection is um, because that's the case, the new bill does not further extend this freeze on payments, and so people will have to start paying their student loans again. That's not in the bill at all. And just a little breakdown uh, so people can have a little bit cl- of a clearer understanding of where this $900 billion is expected to go. Uh, an article uh, in the Wall Street Journal this past Tuesday uh, breaks it down $900 billion, and the bulk of it is going to go to small businesses, which is $325 billion. That's a continuation of the PPP program, I believe. Yep, and then... Uh, direct checks to um, you know Americans is 166 billion, uh, with another 17 billion going to childcare and broadband. I'd have to look a little bit further into what the broadband is. Let's, Seven billion. Yeah, let's jump into these just a little bit in detail. This PPP program, uh, payroll protection uh, program, uh, 325 billion. Um, it will help small businesses. Uh, it includes. $284 billion for first and second forgivable paycheck protection program loans. So even if somebody has already received a PPP loan earlier this year, they can still be eligible to apply for uh, additional funding under the PPP program. This is what helps keep people employed. That extends to uh, religious organizations as well, yep. churches. And that's, I think that's a new provision. I'm not sure. No, our church received a PPP before. Okay. Um, there was also a special grant program um, called the EIDL program, Economic Injury Disaster Loan. And that's money that doesn't have to get repaid. And I know that initially it was like a $10,000 flat grant per organization that applied and was eligible. So they, they've now put out another $20 billion for that to allow people to apply. So anybody who's got a small business, anybody who applied for PPP loans before, pay close attention to this. It's something we can help you with at the office here if you need assistance on it. Um, but a lot of different areas. Um, so we talked about jobless aid a little bit. We've talked about extension of jobless benefits, the additional $300 a week of new unemployment subsidy. Um, what about child care? Child care, the bill includes $10 billion in grants for child care providers. Um, I didn't pay any attention to that one before. I don't know if anybody else did. I no. did not. No. But that's something, if you are a child care provider, you're going to want to take a look at this. Um, another $250 million for the Head Start program. Um, schools are eligible to apply for as much as $82 billion for public and private K-12 through schools. Schools are in trouble. Schools have had to do a lot of retrofitting. and I was going to say a lot of that. Uh, those funds are available for um, schools to upgrade their HVAC systems. Mm-hmm. Um, I know my three children are in uh, schools where they're still requiring the windows to be open 
So think about that this time of year. And, you know, kids are going into school with jackets on and everything, and wearing, you know, wearing them at their desks. Well, it's, it's something that everybody has to think about. You know, my grandparents, and actually my mother as well, lived through part of the Great Depression in 1929. And they carried that memory with them their entire lives. I had a lady here, a client this week, who is old enough that she remembers that. And she she said it, it's, it's amazing that there are the same sorts of uh, things going on that affect your mental health. You don't waste money. You know, she remembers when there was penny candy. Uh, and that was a big deal if she got five cents to buy candy that was a big deal for her well i've said sort of thing is back i was going to say that's that's i've mentioned this you know months ago saying that that might be one of the only positive things is that hopefully people really appreciate money and don't spend it as frivolously and um i don't know that that will be as big of a an impact on people as it was back then but i hope so and this this pandemic has caused a lot of anxiety, tension, and mental health issues for a lot of people. Psychological distress. Mm -hmm. Well, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question, Mike. You know, we said earlier that about 30% of all restaurants may never open again. Mm -hmm. Um, So before the pandemic, did you ever go to a restaurant to eat? Yeah, of course. Have you since? I have not been to an actual restaurant to eat, no. We've gotten takeout quite a few times. Yeah, we've done takeout. I've not been into a restaurant. But I know there are certain restaurants in this area that are closed now. I don't know if permanently, but there's one that we used to like to go to that did take out for a while that's just not even doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. So one of my questions is how much does this, you know, small business loans help for these places that are now closed? Can they ever uh-huh. reopen? And there are so many restrictions on the number of people that they can have in the restaurant and... And their hours of operation. Right. And it changes constantly. And it seems arbitrary to me. (laughs) I don't want to get political, but it does seem arbitrary in a way. Our office is at 352 Fonts Corner Road. Most people know that. Across the parking lot from us is the gym. Why don't you mention the name of the gym? Uh, Dartma Total Fitness and uh, Scott is the owner. Um, Become Actually, what's really ironic and, and interesting is I'd never even known who the owner was uh, until the pandemic and when everything was shut down back in March and April. Uh, he and I would see each other trying to fix up our properties and whatnot because mm-hmm. it was sort of the only thing that we could do. We had no clients coming in. He had no clients coming in, so we sort of became friendly. Um, and because of that, we've actually switched our gym memberships and um, you know gotten, gotten along um, pretty well um, getting even, to know him. Even as... Of the past few days, the new order from the state now restricts the percentage of people you can have in your gym. Is it, see, the 20 or 25%? Yeah, I think it's 25, and you're required to wear a mask at all times now, whereas before they wanted you when you came in, but then when you were working out, you didn't have to. Now you have to wear your mask, including doing cardio. Well, the one thing that's going to happen, I think, is that everyone who's living today and this is literally around the world. It's not just in the United States. France and Italy, Italy's got record numbers of deaths going on. France has got major shutdowns. um, England is not allowed to ship goods from the country of England or or Great Britain into France, and trucks have been lined up and so forth. It's a mess. People are going to remember this, and people are going to change their lives and their behaviors going forward. You're going to be concerned if you go out to a restaurant even a year from now and you hear somebody coughing next to you. You're going to be concerned maybe they still have the virus. Mm. Um, so, Well, one thing that I was obviously concerned about when all of this started was how is it going to end? And the scary thing now is the uh, evolution of the virus to the one that's coming out of Great Britain right now increases the contagion so are we ever going to be free of of all of this let me digress for just a quick minute and say people should still wear masks Uh, i plan to get the vaccine once it's available to me to be able to take not everybody feels that same way i'm still going to want to wear a mask for a long time 
we we saw a real increase in uh, people being infect, infected because of Thanksgiving, and we're going to see the same thing happen all over again for Christmas. And it's going to be months before you have enough people in, uh, vaccinated that it's going to make a significant difference. So I think we're going to be wearing masks for a good long time. Well, I'm, I'm fairly, um, you know, I'm fairly well versed in things, and I do my research, especially in important things, and I've researched the vaccine a lot. And I'm actually, uh, I've been offered to get it, um, you know, right away because a, a first responder, uh, my fire chief, offered it to all of us, and I'm totally on the fence about whether I'm going to get it or not. Well, think about it and study it because. It's going to make a difference if you decide not to get the vaccine right away. We can't force you, obviously. You're an adult. Um, we're going to be reluctant to be in your house and to be, you know, near near you. Yeah, as you should be. And, you know, my children and my wife are not um, able to get it right away. So you should be until everyone is, if, if everyone does get it. Well, everybody's going to have to make their individual decisions. I think it's encouraging that um, a lot of the leadership in the country have been taking their vaccine shots um, and only two of them had grown a third arm <laughs> that's not funny fortunately that's not a funny thing to say we cannot make fun of this and we cannot make light of it we're going to live with it for the rest of our lives we're going to remember this for the rest of our lives uh, CNN just did a couple a report a couple of days ago talking about problems in the Congo in Africa and there's new strains of different kinds of viruses, Ebola virus and so forth, that they think are now going to emerge from portions of Africa. We're going to be living a virus mentality for a long, long time. We're just going to have to think about it. So wear your masks is my number one recommendation for today. Um, Will Rogers also said, be thankful we're not getting all the government we're paying for. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And we're going to be paying for this pandemic and the bailout bills for quite a long time, which is why it's important to think always about taxes and how you're investing and how you're spending. These are things that we do here. Uh, it's important to make sure your family is protected in case somebody does get infected and dies in your family. Is your estate plan in order? My gosh. Give Tenny or Mike a call at 508-998-8800. Get your affairs in order. And uh, Mom or Mike, are you still, the law firm, still doing any type of a special thing before the end of the year? Good point. We are. We have our um, special offer, and it's on our website. It's uh, on our Facebook page, I believe, and it's been sent to our clients. So if you know anyone who needs a will, uh, a trust, uh, if you don't have provisions for your health care, for taking care of your property if anything happens to you, please come see us. Um, we'd love to be able to serve you. I had a conversation with uh, Peter this morning. I said, you know what? I said, my wife and my family generally know how I want to be taken care of in the event of my passing at some point, and we all will. I want to be cremated, for example. But I haven't written down detailed instructions uh, I'm planning to and I know that's a document that you can provide also when you do estate planning for Tenny, right? Yes, part of the documentation that we provide uh, is a place to write your autobiography so people will remember who you are and where you came from and what was important about your life we also have funeral and burial planning forms we have um anatomical gift forms even so that if you wish to donate an organ or your entire body for a scientific study we've got all those forms in this nice book for you so attorney tenny lance i guess the one of the benefits of writing your own obituary or how you want to be remembered is that you can make it as truthful or not as you choose you can embellish what you accomplished in life or you can make it a funny story I you, think a funny story would be nice <laughs> a funny story would be nice well you've said for the past 20 years that you want to have a party instead of a funeral sure said that. <laughs> sure why not have lots of booze and, and 
and have some music and let people be happy. <laughs> well, I, I say this almost every single show about life insurance, but there are so few people who have enough life insurance, even fewer people who have any insurance at all. Um, and I can't tell you how many times a year I get uh, somebody reaching out to me saying, so-and-so isn't doing well. Uh, we need to get some life insurance for their, you know, to cover the cost of their funeral. And uh, I tell them it's too late. Sorry. So don't be selfish. Go and do something nice for your loved ones now. Just get a simple $20,000 policy at the very least. Um, and make your wishes known so that way it's one less thing that your loved ones have to deal with. Well, let me ask a question for Attorney Mike Coleman or Attorney Tenny Lance. Have you ever been called to go to somebody's house or their hospital or the nursing home because they've been in tough shape and the family's afraid that they're not going to make it, and all of a sudden they decided they better get an estate plan together? Have you ever been there? <laughs> last weekend for Michael. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately I have. Oh, you did? Just Most last weekend? recently, yeah. Last weekend, I had someone call on a Friday saying he didn't think his wife was going to make it through the weekend. So I had to get some documents ready and go to their house on Saturday. Hmm. Um, fortunately, she's doing okay. Good. Must <laughs> have been your magical presence. <laughs> right. It wasn't really an emergency, but obviously you can't not do that when someone calls the office. But no. we like to not wait until that point to get things done. Well, that's, that's the thing is that there's so many people who don't like to plan either because they're just they think that they're too busy doing other things uh or you know the the i think even more important in, in their minds is they think that if they plan or if they you know set up a will or get life insurance or spell out their wishes for when they are gone that they're going to die sooner or something and uh, i'd say almost every single person who does the opposite and does plan and 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 make it a little bit simpler for their loved ones they feel so much better, and they feel such relief when it's done. Well, I got a call this morning. In fact, I was just briefing everybody about it. We're going to be handling a real estate transaction. Uh, a gentleman that I've known for a long time, his uncle died a month ago, um, left a will and a fairly valuable house, and it's going to go through probate. Because if you have only a will and not a trust, you're going to go through probate, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he also told me that he thought there were a couple of uh, handwritten amendments that the uncle had made. And I said, well, that may or may not be effective. <laughs> he made a handwritten amendment. Uh, was it witnessed by two people and notarized? Mm. That might be effective. If it wasn't, it's not going to be effective. Right, so right. you can't plan for yourself. What's the old expression? He who represents himself as a fool for a lawyer a client a fool for a client well either way <laughs> <laughs> right. I got a half right Mike <laughs> thank you for that notable <laughs> correction I appreciate that <laughs> but the, the, the thing is that too many people just don't make decisions and don't plan and don't get their affairs in order and you should always you should always be ready no matter what you do you have a food supply in your house. Um, you have the ability to take care of your family if we have riots going on. You know, there's all kinds of things you need to do to think about protecting yourself. Mm. So um, it's going to be really interesting how quickly money gets out. It will happen in some form. We don't know what the final form will be. If it's going to be uh, $2,000 per person, it's going to be a much larger bill than $900 billion. But they've got to do something. So stay tuned, pay attention, and um, make sure that you're prepared, most importantly. Well, there are some things that we can talk about this morning that might um, make some change in your life for year-end planning, right, right? Yep. Like uh, gifting and uh, things that you can now claim for standard deductions. All kinds of year-end planning. We did a show on gifting last week or the week before. I forgot. Yeah. And uh, if anybody didn't listen to that who's interested, we're actually getting uh, almost as many listens on our podcast, which is available on our website, than we are um, uh, live on the radio every Sunday morning. So it's available on our website uh, if anybody wants to go out and, uh, and, and uh, take a listen. Yep, and um, we got a few other things we want to talk about for some year-end planning. Here's some things you cannot do. 
you cannot convert to a Roth IRA after the end of the year. Um, you can make an IRA traditional contribution after the first of the year. You mean and have it effective for 2020? Yep. So yep. You can still do a Roth conversion. Right. I, I, I thought that was said a little bit slightly off also. No, you're right. If you want to do it for 2020, you have to do it in 2020 to do the conversion. And um, we don't get a lot of people doing that, but for some people, it really can make a big difference. Uh, there are still some things you can do after the end of the year, like make um, contributions to your um, IRA. Um, most people are aware of that, but some people think they have to do it by December 31st. No, you can do that after the first of the year as well and have it count. You have to do it before you file your income tax return for 2021, and you have to do it, I forgot whether it's April 1st or April 15th. And we've done that for people before. So if they were able to make a $7,000 contribution, um, maybe in January they did a $14,000 contribution and treated half of it as being uh, for 2020 and half of it will be for 2021. So you can do that. Another uh, thing that was new to me, I saw in an article recently, was that you can prepay your real estate tax and get a deduction this year. I hadn't thought about that, but real estate taxes are generally due in uh, quarterly payments and yep. then prepay them. And some of these things are not for everybody because maybe you don't have the cash to do it. But if you are looking for additional deductions, um, you absolutely can, can do that. Um, here's something brand new uh, for 2020. In the past, if you gave money to charity, and like we give money to our church, for example, you're only allowed to deduct um, up to 50% of your adjusted gross income, and you couldn't deduct the full amount. This year, you can, for this year only. You can deduct 100%. Is that for all charities? Yes, any qualified uh, 501c3 type charity you can claim. And if you claim the standard deduction on your tax return, right now something like only 20 to 25% of the public is even doing itemized deductions because you can't meet the threshold to be able to itemize. So for those who take the standard deduction, which is most people, uh, for 2020 only, even though you're not itemizing your deductions, you can still deduct three, up to $300 in cash donations to charity. So that's brand new. Gives you a little bit of a tax break. I um, saw somewhere also that now, I don't know whether it's just for 2020, you can deduct the full cost of a business lunch <laughs> as opposed to <laughs> that's only in the new 50%. Bill. No, uh, the, the Congress had eliminated that in the past, so you could no longer do that. But they're making a big joke about this new bill because included in the new bill is a provision that now you can deduct business lunches. So, well, That's who, fantastic because I'm taking so many clients out to lunch every day. Well, <laughs> and the restaurants are, are open as well that I can go to and, and deduct a business lunch. So the irony is who's going to take advantage of this? Big corporations, rich people who want to go out and entertain and take people to lunch and be able to deduct the whole thing as an itemized deduction. Yep. So this is, they absolutely stuck that in there just to help the rich people, no question about it. And um, good luck. Um, one thing everybody should do is check your withholding. Most people don't. A lot of people don't know if they're going to get a, a refund or not get a refund. Um, you need to plan for these things. And... A lot of people sometimes like to have a larger withholding so they get a bigger refund. Well, that's fine, except that you're just giving a free loan to the government. They get to use your money, more of your money during the course of the year, only to give it back to you in, you know, in the following year. So there are a lot of different kinds of things of that nature that you can do. Um, give us a call at uh, USA Wealth Group. Call us at 508-998-8858. We're happy to confer with you on any of that. Um, what if you want to sell some stock, Pete? This is a question we were talking about even this morning before we did the show. What if you want to sell some stock? Um, you need to find out if you're going to have a capital gain or a capital loss. Well, not just that, but you know, for 
people who trade fairly regularly, it's uh, it's going to be determined whether you're going to have a short term capital gain or capital loss, or a long term capital gain or long uh, long term capital loss. Mm-hmm. So, one of the things that people will often do if they don't want to sell something if they want to sell a particular stock but they don't want to pay the cap capital gains tax. They sometimes will sell something that's going to have a loss for them, and they'll net them off against each other. Yep. And we look at that all the time and are very strategic about that. Uh, And some people who are much older and have a lot of their assets in the market and, you know, a brokerage account, uh, but want to save some of that money uh, in something that's a little bit more conservative, uh, I can get creative and, and give them some ideas on how to do that in terms of, uh, moving the money into something that might be a little bit safer within the market, but also slowly selling um, off certain um, uh, stocks in their portfolio mm-hmm. this year and then certain accounts or certain tickers next year and so on. So you are offsetting um, the, the tax burden. Well, for anything you're doing today, if you're not looking at the tax cost of what you're doing, then you're making a big mistake. And if you're thinking of buying something, selling something, whether it's investments or real estate, get some advice. You know, come and see Tenny or Mike or see Pete or me, and we'd be happy to help you. I just wanted to mention something really quick, and I didn't um, clear this with you before the show, so I apologize. But just on a personal note, I just wanted to uh, let my uh, wife's family and my wife know that I'm thinking of them still very much. Um, my wife lost her grandfather exactly a week ago, almost exactly the same time. It was last Sunday morning. He lived a very long, great life. He was a wonderful man. His name was Emil Gilbert. It was not COVID-related. Uh, he was an absolute master craftsman with anything wood. I mean, the stuff that he made was just phenomenal. He passed that down to his son. Um, so I just wanted to say that uh, I, I loved him. Uh, he was like a grandfather to me as well. Uh, 98 wonderful years he had, and um, I just wanted to let the Gilbert family know that we're all thinking of them, and rest in peace, Emil. Yep, and you know, a number of years ago, Tenny's father died on Christmas Day. Yep. On Christmas morning. Was that 1988? 1985. He had been in the hospital for, what, a week or so? A heart attack, right. Yeah, what was so I was thinking. It's, it's, I was nine. It's a very I remember difficult that. time of year when when somebody dies around holiday times, doesn't it? I routinely have people in the office talking about their finances and they've lost a spouse, and in the course of the meeting, they're in tears. You know, it's a tough, tough time, especially around holiday time. But anyway, um, I also talked to somebody today who hasn't filed tax returns for three years, and for all he knows, he could have been entitled to some tax refunds. Um, I have another client in a similar position who makes enough money, uh, paid in enough money to get refunds, got refunds of $6,000 for a couple of years in a row. And then with the same income, she stopped filing income tax returns. It's now been five years, and you can only go back three years to file an amended return or to file your return. So mm-hmm. she's going to lose at least $12,000 that the government's going to get to keep. you got to file your tax returns. It's important. This is the time of year when you want to start gathering your documents. You're going to get your refund faster if you do it electronically. Um, If your income is below $72,000, you can use the IRS free file software. Um, Lots of things we can tell you about any of that kind of stuff. And as we say goodbye to 2020, an important part of the new stimulus bill is that the lowered excise taxes on beer and wine will be made permanent. I mean, that certainly is a wonderful addition to my year. (laughs) Tenny's expression is, I will drink no wine before it's time. It's time. And I never met a wine I didn't like. Well, it's been a difficult year. Um, We're happy that we've been able collectively and individually and as operations here, Lancelot Inc. and USA Wealth Group, we've been able to help a lot of people save a lot of money, make a lot of money, and and plan properly this year. Um, So we're, we're grateful for that. We're grateful for all the people who have 
donated toys for the Toys for Tots program. Um, although the number of donations was down, I guess generally this year, we've sort of had a record number of toys come into our office this year, and we're very grateful for that. It means a lot. It means a lot to the young kids who are going to get it. We definitely had more donations this year in our office than we've ever had. We will have printed material available on the new stimulus bill um, very shortly, as shortly as um, a week from now. So if you want any of that or any of the numerous handout materials that the law firm offers or USA Wealth Group offers, um, we have ordered a new tax chart for 2021. Um, it won't be available until around March because there are some final changes that haven't been made, but we'll announce when that's ready for you as well. And that's free for anybody who wants it. So just we want to be a good resource for you and, and help you learn a lot of things. I want to leave this morning by saying thank you to attorney Mike Coleman. Thank you to attorney Tenny Lance. Thank you to Peter Lance. Thank you for Brody Houtman for setting up the mics and making sure we all know what we're doing here. And I want to give you a quotation from um, Pope Francis that I like very much. We must restore hope to young people, help the old, be open to the future, spread love, be poor among the poor. We need to include the excluded and preach peace. So that's a closing thought that I have the privilege of offering to you today. And uh, anything last minute that you'd like to say, Tenny, Mike, or Pete? Just Happy New Year. Yeah, I hope everyone had a happy holiday season, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and Happy New Year. Yep. Happy New Year. And um, thank you for being loyal listeners to us. We are the most listened to station in the whole area on uh, the weekend. Uh, we're grateful for your support. We have people all the time that tell us they listen to the show. So this is a year to take some action. Um, let us know how we can help you. And we'll be with you again next week on the radio.